You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. G'day everyone and welcome to the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. Today's episode is all about a swingers hotel takeover in Miami. It's a bit of a twist because I'm actually getting Daryl. Hey Daryl, welcome. Hello. I'm getting Daryl to interview me about my event in Miami. Long overdue, but we thought we'd talk about that. But first of all, cultural tidbit, Daryl, I have two for you. Are you ready? I'm always it's excited. Been a, it's been a while since you've had a cultural tidbit. It has been. It's been glorious. I've been really enjoying the <laughs> lack of cultural tidbits. But here we go. Let's dig into okay. this one. It is illegal to sing la 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 in a swimsuit in Miami. Was that you singing? Yeah. Okay. You got something to say about that? No, I thought it was epic. Good, good. I, f- I feel like we're wasted. At this, you're wasted on this podcast. Perhaps you should just shift across to mainstream music. I should. I should. So, yeah, it's illegal to sing in a swimsuit in Miami, which I thought was re- it really works well with this episode because for the first time ever we have a clothing optional pool, ho-hum, so no swimsuit. You can sing in the nude by the pool but not with a swimsuit on. It's one of those stupid laws that obviously actually doesn't ever you know, get put into practice or put into place or what would the... Policed. Policed. Hey, ho-hum. There you go. Uh, also, a little one that I quite enjoyed as well is that the average temperature in winter in Miami is 65 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit or for our metric friends, 18 to 23 degrees Celsius. Or for the rest of the world, 18 to 24 degrees Celsius. So that is making Miami one of the warmest winter cities in the United States. You can see why people travel down there, right, from colder climates now. Why is that a cultural tidbit? Just because I thought it's it was... a weather all tidbit. And, and, like, and now for your weather update by Kate from One of Lost Fingers. I thought it was interesting. That's why it's in there. Okay. You see? I've got it. <laughs> I mean, if it's interesting to Kate, it's culturally appropriate. It's, yes, not cultural appropriation. Very different. Well, I mean, you did just use temperature. Updates for us. We're off to Australia in two weeks. And we're actually going back to Bris Vegas. When was the last time you were in Bris, Bris Vegas? Or Brisbane, for those of you who don't know what Bris Vegas is. I have to interrupt this real quick. I just remember something. So I was listening to the Casual Swinger podcast the other day and Mickey met a guy from Brisbane in Hedonism Resort in Jamaica and said that he now knows how to pronounce Brisbane correctly and I actually got on my phone, I stopped the podcast, got on my phone and sent him a voice message saying, what the actual fuck, you've been my friend for how many years now, I'm from Brisbane, you've heard me say it a million times. He said Bris Vegas. It takes some dude coming from Brisbane or Jamaica to school you, come on, come on. You wait till you get someone from Radelaide. Yeah, the fuck. Uh, so yeah, it, when was the last time you were in Brisbane? Years. I, I don't, don't know. Many, many years. Same. I think it's got to be like six years, seven years. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because that's where we met. It is where we met. It's where we met. 13, 14, 15 years ago. Yes. It was a long time. Back when the earth was young. <laughs> There's a local group called Queensland Swingers and Open Door Queensland and they reached out to us a little while ago because they have come back to Brisbane and they want to do a little meet and greet in Chatswood. So we're actually going on Friday the 23rd to the Chatswood Hills Tavern to have a meet and greet with like the local Brisbaneites. And I already said to people, feel free to school me on my accent as well as um, take the piss out of me because it's been so long that I don't sound like an Australian anymore. 
Mm. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah. But that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for a schnitty, to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Schnitty and a stubby. A schnitty and a stubby. Just before we get into the episode, I, I want to also talk about something that I'm personally very excited about. Throughout the last year, I've been trying to figure out a way to give back to the community, to bring people along to the Libertine events that maybe haven't had the means to do so in the past. And as of today, uh, that we're recording this, which is the 5th of February, today we launched a new kind of social responsibility community um, outreach program, which is that we are doing a writing competition and people who submit their their, uh, writings, their musings, uh, have a chance to win not only tickets to our event in Miami, including accommodation, but a $200 casual toys voucher and a $400 towards their travel as well. So the competition does start on the 5th of February. Last submissions are March 16th. I'm very, very excited about this, guys, because I'm just I'm just so excited to bring somebody along, really, and give this away. So there is going to be a link in the show notes today that you can go and submit your writings and uh, and hopefully you can come along and join us. I'm just very excited about that. I, d- I do hear that in your voice. <laughs> so keeping in mind uh, that's about a $2,200 present, I think it's a really exciting potential for anyone who wants to go along or for anyone who hasn't been able to potentially afford go to go to one of your events. It's um it's pretty cool. So congrats. I'm looking forward to see- hearing who the winner is. Yeah, actually, and I have outsourced that. So because I didn't want to bias opinion, I've got Swingers Help and the Hump Day Quickies actually reading all the submissions and then talking amongst themselves and voting on who wins. So it's completely out of my hands. Good, good news. Yeah. So, yes, I have been given some show notes. This is always the case with my darling wife. She's put together a plan that I should follow, a nice structured plan. So me being who I am, I'm going to totally disregard that and just start doing random things as side notes because that's how I like to keep things fresh in our relationship. And how do you feel about that, Kate? I actually have a headache, so I'm, I'm not that fond of what's happening right now. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, well, keep me on my toes. Ask me all the questions. And, um, you know, make sure it's interesting, though, because if you get boring, what I'll do is I'll just answer your question, but later on I'll cut it out in um, post-edit. Oh, I know exactly how it works. <laughs> it's not, that's of no surprise to me at all, or no consequence, actually. I have a few questions. Uh, the first one is your clan or the group that comes along to this. There has been some long stayers, and there, there's actually also – generally quite a good swarf of newbies that yep. come along. I'm curious, you know, what is the what is the split here? And more importantly, how do the – because the newbies either come back yeah. or they, they tend to go, well, that was shit, yeah. and, and roll on to something else. So what's the split and where do they – Yeah. and do you see returns? First of all, let me talk about the newbies that either come and then come back or come and hate it because that can – you know, having a having returning people, attendees come is is fabulous for the event, right, because you've got a group of people, they, they kind of start to get the lay of the land, they might get more comfortable, which means they're reaching out, maybe they're dancing more, they're flirting more, they're playing more. But the devil of that – is that sometimes people can assume those are clicks. So then if you get so many returning people that seem to know each other and then you get a new person. Well, if the party worked well the last time around, they probably all tried to shag each other. So it should be that they kind of yeah. know each other pretty well. Intimately sure. even. They need to make sure they've got open arms and open body language because, and they're inviting the new people in to that circle because otherwise, not to play with, but just to talk and that they're interested. You know, they're not kind of creating a barrier because then that would make those new people go, fuck this, come company or fuck this event, I'm not coming back. 
Um, but to answer your question, that this Miami the event that we're actually talking about was really heavy on repeat attendees. So we announced it so far in advance and 80% of the people that attended, or 70% actually, it's probably about 70%, were existing or pre pre-Libertine event tribe Missouri attendees. So 70%. So 30% were, were new. And most importantly, you know, did anyone manage to call you a cunt throughout the event? <laughs> yes, actually they did. So during the casual swinger seminar, uh, Mickey managed to slide in calling me a cunt in front of everybody in the seminar room. He's quite proud of that, um, as I understand it. Perfect. Yeah. So well, well, well done to you, Mickey. Uh, I wasn't there to apply my usual level of cunt, so... <laughs> it was uh, it was nice for somebody else to try and do it on my behalf to, to take it on. Although only one, it's not really up to the the Daryl standard. Most of these events, as always, have a whole lot of weird, wonderful, and fun things going on. Tell me about. I'm interested in what was something that actually did it for you. What what did you see that 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 made you wish that you weren't hosting and were attending instead? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, um, so one of the nights there was a bunch of people skinny dipping, which I could have actually participated pervs. in. Pardon? Pervs. bunch of people, yeah. So there was a bunch of a people. a bunch of perverts. That went and uh, skinny dipped. That was really, really cool kind of watching watching that uh, from afar. Other thing was drinking too. Like I really don't drink too much when I'm hosting the events. And so, you know, you're seeing people like dancing, having a good time, drinking cocktails, and then I was drinking bottles of water. Uh, I'll have a few, but I won't have enough to kind of get – slaughtered um so there's that there's that that i miss out on as well um but the other thing was people people just you know fucking off from the dance floor at like 11 p.m because they're going to play i used to get so shitty when i'd hire a dj and they're not cheap and i'd get all the audio visual equipment and that's not cheap <laughs> so hang on you get shitty for providing the right environment Exa- exactly. to get people well, into this is the, the mood fucking to irony. go and play. So I get <laughs> it's like, fuck you guys, come back down here. Don't play. People would piss off at like, say, midnight. Fucking people. And I've got that stuff paid until 2 a.m. And then one time <laughs> I remember the DJ texted me and they're like, it was 1 a.m., there's nobody there. They're like, should we just go home? I'm like, yeah, if I could go home. And I used to get so cranky about it. And then um, I remember telling a friend about this and they were like, that means people are like, you've done your job, That's man. fucking hilarious. Yeah, but I'm like, come and like – you know, so now now I see people leaving at 11 even earlier this time. Like there was a lot of play happening earlier and uh, that was really cool to see. Um, and I didn't even get shitty about, you know, paying the DJ for the extra time. Yeah. Who came along? Who hosted this one? So we had Expansive Connections. We got a thing. We had Casual Swinger. We had Live in a Sweet Life podcast and a new podcast, a new kind of host for us, which was a kinky frame of mind because they did a lot of the shibari kind of more kink rope stuff. Okay. So all of those, uh, all of those people actually ran a uh, presentation. I've forgotten what they're Seminar. called. Seminar. Yeah, we did seminars, it. we did panels, we did interactive sessions. Yeah. So all of those people. And then, you know, Casual Swinger did a pool party as well. So each of them, we kind of tried to play to their strengths. Like the kinky frame of mind guys did two rope classes and then a demonstration. Okay, so actually, by, actually by the, they were trying to figure out how they could um, do some suspended shibari, like suspension work. And um, originally they were going to bring their own kind of portable uh, setup to put the ropes and hang the person on. And then they didn't do that. And then they were thinking about borrowing our um, swing frame from the playroom. But then that kind of became too complicated. And then they were thinking, can we use a baggage cart? You know, the big 
yeah. big baggage carts, the, the trolley. That seems fraught with danger. Which I was like, ah, that seems a bit dangerous. And that then, seems like an insurance claim waiting to happen. And then uh, in the end, they actually used one of the fancy like little uh, villa gazebo things that are by the pool yep. that are like the more permanent structures. They used the framework on one of those. So that was really funny looking across and seeing this nude pool and people talking and then all of a sudden a person suspended in midair with ropes. Yeah, that suspension, the suspension shibari is really quite interesting to me. You remember the the shibari lingerie that you had, yeah. which I st- think you still do have, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, sh- shibari is beautiful when it's done right. When it's done poorly, it looks shit. But when it's done right, it looks really cool. Well, your events seem to always get a few people in early to catch up with perhaps some of their older friends prior to the yeah to the Pre- event prearranged orgies. Well, just pre-arranged, <laughs> pre-arranged events. No, I know I mean, there was pre-arranged. Be, no, I know there was, though. It doesn't have to be a fucking orgy, though. It can be like, you know, <laughs> no, just the people hanging out and yeah. having dinner. Yep. What, there was a pre-arranged orgy, wasn't there? There was a pre-arranged orgy. I really? only know that because everybody was there and then they were kind of like, and, oh, oh, so tired. And then like eight people fucked off. And then the next day I got told about the orgy. So that's how I know. That's pretty cute. I mean, uh, we're, we're not even at the point yet where we can just say, well, we're just going to have an orgy now. I know. <laughs> is that a, is that like, is, is there a still stigma around I guess the there orgy-ness? Is. Or is that just people trying to keep the, the group smaller? For the, well, I mean, because you, you, you don't want to end up with an orgy of everyone at the event, yeah. right? Because you just don't know most of them for starters. It's probably a bit of both. It's probably people not wanting to make others feel bad that they're not invited. But it, maybe it's a bit of the allure of them. Like they're still thinking, oh, the party's all happening downstairs, but we're in the room. Like it's maybe more of a sexy thing. You normally like to incorporate a little bit of exercise <laughs> other than the fucking, some, but like some, you know, the, there's always something like yoga or bloody stretching or something else what what did you manage to incorporate anything like that into this one not in this miami no so it it was interesting that we normally have a run group that goes out quite early and that we've done that before in like miami yeah fuck you guys portland there was like a hiking group palm springs there was like a run in the desert heat you know in the morning in the morning in the morning yeah why i mean and then uh people got to get their fit on and there wasn't in the morning (laughs) there wasn't anything like that what's wrong with sleep but the next Miami, we actually have. I'm gonna. You're gonna die. We have a, a couples couples yoga in the morning. The next morning, we have we have a run group, and the next morning we've got a meditation group all in the morning as well. You're all monsters. <laughs> you need to have a good hard look at yourselves. Yeah, people are stretching. They're doing the right thing. Getting oh, ready for the day ahead. Yeah, good for them. Good yeah. for them. I mean, I'm going to be the inflexible one then in the pool later, getting my stretch on. I will say, going back to your uh, question about early arrivals, so... It's a long way back. I was talking about exercise. 60% of people came in early and it was a just an absolute massive party in the lobby and I don't think the hotel quite expected that level of energy. Well, there's also that uh, the overshoot that always happens exactly. on the first night, right? Exactly. Everyone get everyone overdrinks on the first night. It's just the standard and then everyone wakes up the next... I did. Because I had drinks that night because I was like, oh, it's not technically my event yet. So I had drinks and I woke up the next morning and I had to do the setup. And I was like, <laughs> too many drinks. Yeah. And I only had like five. Only five. <laughs> so just a bottle of wine. No, so 60, just one bottle 60% of, wine. of people came in the day early. Um, just just for, for everybody's understanding why I, why I call Kate a booze hag is because it's an only five drinks. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but I was told by three separate couples the reason they came in early was to go to dinner and shag because that way 
they've gotten the fucking out of the way and they had opportunity to maybe meet some more new people the next, like, during the actual event. Yeah, okay. Uh, hang on, didn't people have to do some running up and down stairs as well? No. Yeah. Oh, on the last day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. So the, <laughs> the lift broke on the pack down day. So on Monday where we pack everything in the car, the lift had broke. So we had this penthouse playroom suite that Casual Toys had put together, which was fucking phenomenal, by the way. And on the last day, um, Mickey and Mallory were getting their room unpacked or packed up rather, having a coffee, that kind of thing. And they said, okay, we want to be on the road by like noon because they had to drive back to Orlando. And I was like, no worries, I got you. 6 a.m. I had the Not Your Averages at my doorstep with a coffee in hand. We were going to go start kind of packing away the penthouse. And then the lift was broken. So we had to carry the entire contents of a playroom down five sets of stairs. So I definitely got the steps in that day. Definitely got a butt workout. Uh, a few people kind of put their hands up and said, we'll come and help you. So some of the attendees were like lugging stuff down down the stairs. And you can't say no to these people. But Well, you can say no, but they don't fucking listen. They don't listen. But I was like, Which is lovely, but you know. The final day, like of all the days, I suppose it was better than yeah. Well, it's the, the best busiest, day. The actually. busiest day. Yeah, no, that's the that's the best day. Nothing pulls the sexiness out of sex as walking upstairs to get to your fucking room. I tell you what, they managed to fix the lift two hours after we'd finished packing up the playroom. Okay, so they managed to get it fixed. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Perfect timing. Great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and what about the playroom? Where was it? And a penthouse. What, what? So it was in the penthouse. Yeah, it was in the penthouse suite. Yeah, so that's kind of the biggest space in the whole place. And I just wanted to make sure we had a really nice playroom this time, which, by the way, was put together by Casual Toys. And I honestly, checking my ego at the door here, it's the best one we've ever had. Like the attendees thought, I had so many people telling me, shit, this playroom's like the bomb. Like, yeah, because I didn't do it, guys. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mickey and Mallory put together such an absolutely fantastic playroom. It was really sexy had a lot of equipment in there, had all the lighting. They'd thought of everything, had instructions because they bought a bunch of Liberator equipment with them. So it had like all these instructions, had all this kind of different equipment. Instructions? Yeah, lighting and and, and music. Only you would be excited by fucking instructions. They were laminated too, so oh like easy white. Oh, my God. Kate's like, <laughs> I was about to ask you, you know, I was about to ask you what, you know, dragged you back to your room to get yourself off, and now I know it's <laughs> the fucking laminated instructions. Well, I took one with me and just rubbed it on me, and then I just wiped it off after the cleaner. That up. is so gross. <laughs> It's so, so I didn't, gross. I actually didn't do that. Still gross. Even the thought that you said that. Well, you wouldn't want to do it because you might get paper cut. You mean plastic cut? Plastic cut. Because if you if you wear through to the paper, then fucking <laughs> hell, you are having a big old go at yourself. I, I tell you, well, sometimes, you know, you just need a bit of rubbing. The, the playroom was fucking phenomenal. So much so. So we actually had a playroom attendant, which is something kind of lessons learned in the past that now we have at every one of our events. So fuck ups learned in the beginning. Fuck ups learned in the beginning. We never <laughs> that, you've now, that you've now, uh, you know, tried to put a, a pen line through to yeah. stop those fuck well, ups you know from happening. Is, I'm just yeah. outsourcing me having to clean it. That's what I'm doing. You used to fucking outsource that to me. <laughs> Did not. That's Did fucking so. I've cleaned, I've cleaned playrooms twice. Yeah. Okay, fine. But the thing about the playroom this time that I how I know it was banging because I kept kind of going up and down and checking. Yes, I know. Come I on, leave ways. the puns alone because I I, you know I'm gonna f- get into them. Slapping room. <laughs> We're slapping. Banging, slapping. It was hardcore. Pounding. Pounding is because uh, I was going up and checking always on the attendance, if uh, that person needed anything, and I was also making sure that we had enough towels. And at one point on the, f- on the final night, I had to go and get towels three times. We used like 70 towels. 
Wow. Thank God. That's actually nearly as many as I use in a standard shower. <laughs> Thank God the hotel had them all. The lady in the front desk was not impressed. I was like, she goes, how many do you want, like five? And I said, no, I want like 30. I was walking back, arms full of towels. I wish we could capture your robotic walk back to the room with an armful of towels. Apparently that's how it's done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. So the last thing that I saw on a few different social medias was a whole lot of people sort of dancing, in some cases dancing quite awkwardly, (laughs) whilst whilst getting videoed in a circle. What what was that all about? Because there was some – so I didn't get to see the facial the facial expressions on most of these people because most of them are blurred out. But some, there were some people that quite obviously looked like they were, I don't know, feeling – Doing something new for the first time? Yeah, or feeling and feeling a little awkward about it, certainly. Yeah, so I got a 360 camera there. A 360 camera, if you haven't seen one before, it's where you stand on a platform. So the camera then circles around you and takes a short video – snapshot basically and then it becomes a boomerang and then goes in reverse and the intention of this is that you can get multiple people on a platform i got the bigger platform so like groups can hop on there and then it takes this little snapshot and a lot of people were seeing this for the first time i was actually shocked um i've seen these uh, quite a few times but i think about 90 percent of the people that use this it was their first time ever seeing one and ever using one and so it was really funny seeing them like what do we do and i'm like we well, dance and you look at the camera and you have a good time and yeah, there are some people absolutely just nailing it. And then there's a lot of people, obviously in their costumes, and they look fantastic, going like, we don't know what to do. And, and I guess getting a bit concerned about this camera swinging around them in emotion. So there was a lot of people kind of keeping their arms quite like tight around their body in a circle, kind of like dancing, having a little jig. Well, they obviously weren't looking at the, whoever the lady was with the huge fucking wings. wings. <laughs> like like uh, there was, they weren't touching her wings. If they weren't going to touch her wings, they weren't going to touch anything of your arms. Yeah, but it, it was it was a lot of fun um, having that camera there. I think a lot of people, because it actually sends it to your phone as well. You can immediately get it on your phone and obviously you get ones with your faces. I've blurred people's faces for social media, but you can get your one and it's a little keepsake that you get to take away for having, like, having a little video and a little memory and a little moment. But um, I do think if we get one there again for this year... I think people are going to be a little bit more comfortable with moving around. You think? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Well, we'll see. Also, you do events, right? I mean, not events. You do themed nights. Yeah. What, what's out of the ordinary? I mean, don't give me the the because there's always some pseudo standard ones. I think you know, like a white party or something like that. I don't know whether they, they there was a white party at this event, but there's always something that's pseudo standard. What's what did you what did you do that was different? And how did you try to keep the cost down for people so they didn't have to buy all new shit? Because that is one of the key fucking pain in the ass for me is that some of the events we go to, people are like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a, I don't know, a death metal, Iggy Pop only dress. And, and, yeah, you have to go and buy something. We had Carnival because the event was called Carnival. Yeah. We had Labyrinth. Is that because it was in Miami? That's also because it was in Miami, but, you know, just having that kind of carnival theme. We had Labyrinth, which I think was probably the most difficult of the the three. And then we had an Eyes Wide Open party, which was basically lingerie and masks and capes and stuff like that. So Capes? Capes. Yeah, I bought a cape. Capes are reasonably priced on Amazon. I, go, I paid like nine bucks for my cape. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the, like, super people event. Nobody came as Superman? No, no. Oh, well, I would masquerade, beautiful masquerade masks and like suits and lingerie and capes. But you you can wear a Superman cape and outfit under your Clark Kent. 
and halfway through the night you could take it off and people would be like, whoa. This is the point of my, my themes here. though. You said about costs, right? You're right. The whole point of all of my themes is that they are a little bit different but they are open for interpretation. So like the lingerie theme, you could have just worn lingerie or whatever and then the $9 cape, which is what I did. That that My outfit for that evening was 9 bucks because I'd already had sunk costs previously from my other lingerie. I was going to say, yeah, you're not fucking – you're not adding in the lingerie costs there at all. I did have a very special outfit though for Carnival. So I actually had one of our attendees, CNS, they actually started a new company. They do custom-made costumes and outfits for the lifestyle community. Um, they're called the Therapeutic Dandy. And so my dress that I wore for Carnival Night was actually custom made. And in my in my standard fashion, it was the first, the evening, the hour before I was downstairs at the party was the first time I actually put that outfit on. And it fit perfectly. But wow. I'm, always, I'm always like living, living, you know, living on the edge. People were like, wait, you haven't even tried this on. I'm like, no, she's, she's got it. She had my measurements. Like she'll rock it. Jesus. It was very, it was, uh, so it's beautiful, beautiful sequin dress, lots of different colors. Has two, it has a slit down, it's a very deep V neck, and then it has two fairly large slits up the side. Like, yes, I remember because you were going to, you were planning on wearing it out here to an event, and you're like, oh, can I wear this? I'm like, no, no, (laughs) no, that's not something we can wear to a formal event. I wore it with um, panties in in Miami and at one point Mickey's like, oh, you can kind of see like the sides and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not taking my panties off because it is like it is exposing. But that was the whole point of it. It was it's a beautiful dress. Got it. Yeah. Sounds like you had fun getting dressed. Yeah. So CNS made that for me and um, I'm actually, you know what, again, I'm going to outsource every single one of my outfits for the next Miami event to them. I'm just going to outsource it. (laughs) I don't have to worry about it then. I can just say here's the three themes, which they're, they're coming anyway. Give them my dimensions and then they can make me the costumes. Uh, just like just like your minions. Well, I'm obviously going to pay them. For well, yeah, mean, no, you know. I mean, that's what I was trying to get to. It sounded <laughs> like you're just, yeah, fuck no. it. I'm just going to take advantage of people. No, I'm going to pay for it. But, uh, you know, I just figure like it's super easy. I don't have to think about it because my costumes, I always leave to the last minute. No. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get out. And then you order something ridiculous online and hope like fuck it. And actually you end up spending buying three of them. And then it doesn't turn up. And then it doesn't turn up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to outsource that to the therapeutic dandy instead because then she can just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've told her that yet. By the way, way, if you're listening, you're making all of my outfits for Miami. Forever. Please and thank you. Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Just dress me actually. I understand Mr. Jones also got dressed. He did. He has not stopped talking about the fact that he dressed up in costume. That he had to put he had to put on a costume. He wore for a wig. Event. What the fuck? Yeah, he he normally doesn't <laughs> he normally doesn't wear costumes. So when he gets into costume, he he gets into costume. Well, you know him. He doesn't normally like. So we're talking about Mr. Jones from the We Got a Thing podcast, and he normally just he doesn't really get into the vibe of uh, themed costumes at he all. He doesn't like wearing costume. Like he'll I've he'll, seen him in a costume once before nod, though. He'll give a nod to the costume, like a little he'll put it Yeah, but the hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, I saw him the last time I saw him in a costume, he was dressed in skin tight no and there yes, it was bondage over skin tight like um latex boy short. That's going back a while. Yeah. Mm. That, that is a while back, but that's the last time yeah. I saw him in so, so he was actually dressed up in the labyrinth theme with a full outfit and a wig. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And so much so, actually, one of the pieces of feedback we got from the post-event survey was that um, people would love a best dressed on the evening best oh, really? dressed award. Yeah. So actually, I'm going to be doing that at the next event. So 
if uh, Mr. Jones turns up again and <laughs> he wins, then there you go. He's going to get a he's going to get an award. Actually, no, I'm going to make the host that they can't win. But you know, the attendees can win. Best well, yeah, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. The host can't win. The host can't win. So sorry. Sorry, Mr. Sorry. Jones. We still expect you to turn up in costume, but absolutely, you're just going to have to deal with this us. This time I need more. So everyone keeps asking about this. I mean, it's so much the least interesting part of what these events are about for me, honestly. Really? Yeah, but people I'm keep... I'm curious what you're going to say. People keep asking you about... What went wrong in the background or like uh, what happened? Like there's there's always there's always these questions about, oh, you know, tell us what tell us about Tell the, us the dirty shit the, that you the, had to pick up, the, the deep, twenty condoms. The, the deep and inside stuff. Which frankly I could not I mean, I don't care I don't care about what a host is doing to keep me entertained. It's just like dance monkey dance. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm there for. I'm there. I'm there because I'm t- giving them the opportunity to take away all my pains. So I don't want to know about the pains. But I'm curious. That, what what went wrong? Well, you heard about the broken lift. I mean, that was a pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty sizable one. Another fun one was the finale speech. So Mickey and his true fashion, Mickey and Mallory, they wanted to do a finale speech on the final night. Get me up there and you know talk about the event, say thank you to everybody. I actually asked him not to do this. I'm actually keen to find out about what uh, what people think about speeches at events, yeah, at least sorts know. of events, because I fucking hate them. Yeah, we actually <laughs> went to a what did we go to recently? A comedy show or something? We went to something recently, and um, the people. Yeah, it was a comedy show. And at the end, the host, the MC, was going on and on and on and on and thanking people and doing this and doing that. And I turned to you and I said, is this what we sound like when we do this? And you said, yes. And I went, I hate <laughs> well, this. Well, that's what you sound like to me. So maybe not to everyone else, but certainly for me. Email at wanderlustwingers.com. Send us your message. Let us know if you also think it's lame, you hate it, you do don't you know, want it. It feels to me, it feels like that wedding, the wedding speeches. That's what it feels like. They feel almost forced, you know. Tell me about what you <laughs> tell me. Tell me about the thing that you've just done. Yeah, tell me about how good you are. That's what it feels like. Come and come and brag at me for. Please give some feedback on that though, because I'm curious. Because I I feel like I go to a lot of events and feel the same about these the, these particular you know. Let's congratulate everybody's speeches. I was talking to S and D at the back of the party, and we were involved in a pretty like in depth conversation. The three of us were in talking. And I'm not saying that Mickey is white noise, but I had absolutely zero idea. He'd been calling me repeatedly <laughs> and I was talking to this couple and it took somebody who was standing next to me to come up and basically be like, Kate, Mickey's pulling you up the front of the class. So I had no idea. So Mickey's basically white noise. So that was a funny little, not problem, but I guess something in the back end that people just didn't realize what was going on. Um, the bikini photo shoot was a big one. I asked people or had this idea in my mind, let's all get this group photo. And I said to people, here's the bikini I'm buying. And if you guys want to buy a similar or the same bikini, please, please feel free to. And I just thought this would be a really fun because I've seen it at other events. <laughs> I don't like that. I know you don't like it. I've seen it at other. I think it looked really cool. And so I thought, okay, let's do this. And first of all, the bikini sold out online. <laughs> first of all, we had so many people buy it. The bikini actually sold out. And then we had so many people. I literally thought it was going to be 20 people in me. That's what I thought. There would have been 80 to 100 people. And so the feedback that we got in, again, in the post-event survey was like, we kind of fucked that up. Like you couldn't see everybody in the photo. It was a bit, you know, dodgy. And I agree because we had only the side of the, in the pool, the side of the pool, and then standing up kind of on chairs at the back. So like three tiers and it wasn't enough. 
And so that was kind of one of the fuck-ups where legitimately I just did not think people were going to join in that much. Got it. Do you want to – I know that one other thing. Do you want to talk about the Harry Potter closet, people who were living in it to, to because of some rooms that were cancelled or something? Well, that was me. I was living in it. <laughs> that's, that's me. So they the hotel decided at the last minute – and I'm talking last minute. Well, I think it was about two weeks beforehand. They, maybe even two weeks, I'm not sure. I got the general manager. He sends me a text and he basically says, hey, Kate, just so you know, we're finishing up renovating two of the rooms. And you said, dick move, bro. Well, no, he said, we should be done by the time of your event. And I was like, fucking red flag, mate, because we're sold out. And I wrote to him and I was like, uh, so should be. I'm not really vibing with that word. Like, where are we at? And he's like, yeah, no, we should be good. We should be good. And, and kind of as we're getting closer to the event, it, he confirmed, look, these rooms are not going to be ready by the time your event comes. And I always have a storage closet where basically all of the swag equipment, everything for the playroom sits, like that first day is the, it's a, sto- it's a storage unit basically for the host, for people to store crap in. And um, so I actually had to give up one of my rooms um, that I normally would, that my, my bedroom that I actually sleep in. I gave that up and instead I slept in my storage room. And the funny thing about that is that the day of the event and the pre-day, people started gathering in my room. So if you can imagine it, I want to say there's about 50 to 80 boxes in my room. And I'm in a fairly small room because, again, my storage room is usually the crappiest room on site. So I'm in my storage room, surrounded by boxes, surrounded by Liberator furniture, and then everybody decided to have a party in my room. So I kid you not, there would have been 10, 12 people in my room. I'm working, mind you. I'm sat on the floor, crisscross applesauce, figuring stuff out because we had to fix the registration list. And everybody else is sitting around me drinking, eating chips, playing music. Somebody fucks off and go gets a, go gets a speaker from their room, comes back, gets a bottle of whiskey from their room, comes nice. back. And I'm there working with all these people kind of – I just thought that was a really funny thing, like the shittest room in the place, and that's where everybody decided to cram in, surrounded by boxes, uh, and come hang out. So I think the final thing that I wanted to talk about is just the event. Like, So it was in Miami, which obviously you mentioned before is quite a quite a large – you know, qu- sorry, quite an endearing place, for certainly for people in the US. So for starters, how many people came from not – the US. How many people came from internationally or oh, sorry, roughly what international people you had along? So we had 250 people at the event and the bulk of them were from the United States. So most people from the United States, we had uh, people from Canada come in and a few people internationally, but that particular event was more US based people. But what is interesting is the next event because for the next one, we've had people book from the Dominican Republic, Mexico, Canada again, but also Ecuador. So we're getting quite a few international people coming in awesome. for the next time. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to see that because I'm always, you know, culturally, I'm always interested in how uh, people mingle, how they approach different things at the oh, event. Oh, we also haven't been to Ecuador. Yeah, we haven't been to Ecuador well, or the Dominican Republic. No, we haven't been there either. Sounds like somewhere we need to go. Yeah. What else? Where do you want to finish? Some of the other highlights for me, we had a vow renewal. Oh, Wow. Uh, that was really interesting. I actually, in all the printed materials, I print, I spelt it vowel as in oh. A-E-I-O-U. What? Yeah. Total fuck up. Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was in the printed materials, but I was able to fix it on the app uh, to be to be correct. So obviously some somewhere, somehow, one of my pieces of uh, brain? editing software Your just brain went, exploded. Oh, yeah, she, she means vowel. No, vowel renewal. Yeah, but a vowel renewal. Hubman and Veronica got... Um, this is where it's really important to read your collateral backwards. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. that you that don't... That was a total fuck up. So that you, <laughs> you, so in the you don't read the things that are... printed schedules, 
You had vowel removals. So did they did they go through their AEIOU? <laughs> did they and did they include international vowels or just the US vowels? Oh, well, who who knows for sure. But we actually had so two of our attendees are swinger pastors, 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 and so they were able to do the the ceremony. So two of the the guests wanted to do this in front of their friends that they had met in the lifestyle, and um, luckily we had them these two other people there to, to do it. So that was really funny. But yes, the sorry um, Hubman and Veronica for the vowel renewal. <laughs> but thanks for trusting <laughs> us enough to do awesome. your vowel renewal. Wow, that's uh, that's great. So I know this time around you had uh, you actually had security guards dressed as well, right? Oh, we did. I'm actually really excited about this too. Like lamely excited. Well, do you remember when I was making them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because so we always have security. So I made T-shirts for every single one of the security guards that had like our logo and the Shameless Care logo because the Shameless Care team sponsored the security on site. But on the back, it had a, um, a, a bit about consent. And I had actually made all of these shirts. So I made like 25, 25 or 30 shirts for the security guards. And I was really, really chuffed with myself. You know why? They turned out better than I thought. I honestly <laughs> thought they were going to be slightly shit. <laughs> And uh, I, I did my first one. Do you remember? I ran into your office. I was like, fucking look. I don't remember. Look at what Surprisingly, I did. Surprisingly, nobody remembers what's on the security guard shirts. That's not true, actually. A lot of people were pretty happy about them. I'm pretty sure nobody remembers what was on the security <laughs> sh- guard sh- guard's shirts. Proved I were wrong. Oh, I mean, somebody's got a photo of them, no doubt. They that's do, yeah. that's, go- that's what's going to do it. I mean, if you just had to use your brain and think about what was on there, I bet nobody remembers. Yeah. Also, for those of you who think you're really, really smart, what's the colour of the ceiling? It's white. Well, here it is, yeah, but I mean at the event. White. nobody ever looks at the ceiling. It's also white. Or maybe actually some people look at the ceiling people when they're getting fucked. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't work in this. The only event ever where where people know the colour of the ceiling is swingers events. But see what happens every time I surprise myself with thinking it's going to be a little bit shit and then I did a good job and I was like, look at me. Well done. I mean, I'd high five you, but... I don't want to. So yeah, quite chuffed about those. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a high three. Okay, good. That's where the I'll, high I'll three it. at best. I'll take it. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss on the cutout? One of my favourite parts of the event was actually giving, I say giving shit to Live in the Sweet Life and Expansive Connection during their, they, they joined me in a panel and I moderated the panel and they didn't know any of the questions or anything before going into this panel. And so I had a lot of fun with this because I had the opportunity to force them into role play. Well, that doesn't sound like a good thing, forcing people well, into role okay, play. When they sign up as a host, right, they just basically oh, sign, over, they their sign over their entire they sign rights over their to do fucking and, anything. And, and I Got it. get it in blood. Got um, it. But so, <laughs> so it was the Expensive Connection team and Living the Sweet Life and we were doing a panel on setting your intentions and I was moderating and I made them like get up and I'm talking role play with the opposite person from the other, the other uh, team. And so we were role playing like live interactions. How would this happen? And uh, how would this play out and, and uh, forcing them into that? And that was a really a hell of a lot of fun with for me. Yeah, because you got to play God. Yeah, because I <laughs> – no, it actually worked out really well. Yeah, but you got to play God. They were good sports about it, but um, you could tell there was like, oh, shit, you know. And there was there was kind of audience participation as well saying, yeah, sure, I mean, you're doing this now, but like what happens in real life kind of thing. But it was a, a little bit of audience, uh, you know, interaction as well, forcing, forcing the host to do stuff that they felt uncomfortable doing. So that's – that's me in a nutshell. That was fabulous. <laughs> Forcing people to do stuff they're uncomfortable with. Nice. Uh, come along to our events and I shall make you do that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Another highlight for me was 
the Miami weather is always good, but seeing people then be able to dress in kind of more risque items because of the fact that it was nice and warm. Yeah. You know, when it's too cold, people don't necessarily, I mean, they will do it. <laughs> they will do it and complain. They don't necessarily want to walk around in kind of more risque. Oh, I fuck playing as well. It's cold. Let's do a snow trip where the, you know, one of the themes is lingerie day. They actually do that. Spicy Madge do it. Lingerie day though while you're out on the slopes. <laughs> Fucking hell. All I can think of is that you're falling over and getting a, like a, a vagina full of fucking snow. Maybe. That'd be horrible. Maybe. Seeing people in that more risque outfits, like dressing down, you know, being a bit more showy was really, really sexy. Combined that, they'll set the final night, the Eyes Wide Open, which was sponsored by the Hashtag Open team. That event had, we had entertainment, right? So they sponsored the entertainment. So we had like fire performers. We had like aerial, nice. aerial lady and lingerie. That really added, I think, to the environment. The fact it was warm enough to do that because yep. you get people kind of dressing down. So we had people dancing just in their like lingerie and pasties on the dance floor, which is really cool to see. Fire performers are awesome, but but there are two things that don't mix. That's fire performers and, and cheap lingerie. Don't get too close because <laughs> it's close. Uh, it's an explosive combination. <laughs> yeah. Are you curious about how I did this time? What do you mean how you did? Remember last time we got on the episode on the podcast, and I was sort of saying to you, I'm I'm curious if I if I break down and have a mental breakdown. Yeah. So because you were there for the last one, I, I was. Did you? My guess is no. I didn't actually. Okay. I was really tired, like totally worn out. But yeah. No breakdowns. As no you should issues. be. Yeah, as I should be. No, it, I mean, there were things going wrong, but I didn't actually like have a a, a, a total flip out. Uh, I did get told, you'll you'll enjoy this actually, I got told at one one of the days that I looked like a camp counsellor. <laughs> so, yeah, Do you want to know why? I was wearing like denim shorts. Yeah. I was wearing oh, okay. my security top, which was a polo. Yeah. I had a whistle around my neck and my, and my hat on. Yeah, got it. That actually is a fairly apt description of a camp, camp counsellor. Yeah, so somebody was like, oh, you look like a camp counsellor. So I was like. Although we don't really have those. We don't have them, no. But, I, you know, Hollywood movies, I can picture one in my head. So I went back to my room, got into a bikini or a lingerie bodysuit or something and then came back out in my denim. Yeah. I took, I took the, the whistle off and. Got rid of the. I was like. But kept the denim fine, pants. Fine. You kept the denim pants. Kept the denim pants on, yeah. Okay, well that. Okay, that is the that is the biggest part of the camp counselor portion <laughs> to me is the denim pants. Really? Yeah, you could have kept everything else, taken the denim pants off, problem solved. Just kept the polo and the hat and the whistle on. Yeah, and just been pussy cocking it. Puss pussy pussy shirt pussing it. Shirt pussing it. Pussy cocking it. Shirt pussing it. Yeah, I mean maybe you could have put on you know some like a bikini bottom if you want to be like a pseudo normal. So hold on, just so we're on the same page though. At the events that I'm hosting where I'm running around and doing like 20,000 steps a day, you want me to wear what? Oh, no, denim shorts are not uh, – they're not a, They're not my go-to. You know that. I, I don't like denim shorts. So what am I wearing then? Except, wearing? For, except for whatever they're whatever they called in the US. I can't remember. The short shorts. Booty shorts? No, they, they've got a, a – it's a name. The chick from – the chick Jessica. From, yeah, that one. Yeah, anyway, those. So what, what am I wearing then? What am I wearing? I don't know. Okay, good. I'm not here. To, I'm not. I'm not like you. I don't wish to be in control. <laughs> I, I'm happy for you to control your own pant destiny. Yes. Well, just wear anything other than denim. All right. Fine. So just still shorts, but just you know. Yeah, you can wear cloth shorts, fucking lycra shorts, cotton shorts, fucking silk hell. shorts, silk shorts. I mean, even even you could go so corduroy f- shorts. It, yes. <laughs> even cords, just not denim. That's not denim. 
Maybe. That's where I'm at. We'll see. We'll see. That's but, where I'm at. You know what? I'll see, maybe I can outsource that also. Just, <laughs> you know, just dress me for the whole thing. Actually, just turn up to my room every morning and brush my teeth and dress me and, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that has been uh, – thanks for interviewing me. That's been Miami. So if you guys want to join us, we are going back to Miami May 31st to the 3rd of June. And don't forget to email Daryl, email at wanderlustswingers.com if you want to give him feedback on whether – um, post-event speeches are in or out for 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Uh, other episodes coming up, guys. I am interviewing a couple. This is a good one, actually. You, you, I think you'll like this one. I'm interviewing a couple from the UK. The title is Swinging Saved Our Marriage. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because I know normally people say, like, oh, don't get into swinging because, you know. No, yeah. But, I mean. Swinging Saved Our Marriage. That is the title of the episode. It feels a little clickbaity. That's it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If I'm honest, it feels a bit clickbaity. This feels like something that I'd see on YouTube and go, oh, I'm going to click on that because that sounds interesting. Okay. Then I'd click on it and go, I'm yeah, very disappointed by what I'm... What would make you not disappointed during that interview? I suppose an understanding of how it saved their marriage. Well, we're going to get into that because it actually did. And uh, the other one we've got coming up is uh, scarcity versus abundance in the swingers lifestyle. So oh, that's- wow. Yeah, so that's everything for the the show today. Thanks for interviewing me, Daryl. No problem. I do my best. Do my best. No, I'm out. You're out. Ciao. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye.